My name is Jesse. Nhóm chúng tôi Jesse. I look like a foreigner on the outside. Tạm biệt mưa tới sẽ bỏ cái đôi chip chôn bỏ tê nhá. But I have Baydong Khmer Hai. But I have Cambodia's heart. <laughs> I've been here in Cambodia for 21, almost 22 years now, actually. Nhóm ban một run nơi bờ tây Campuchia mà pay mưa chín năm chết mà pay pi chín năm hơi. This is my family, my wife Saw. Nhóm chia công cụ xa, đục thọc công cụ xa và nhóm. We've been married almost 17 years now. My daughter Jessica. My son Josiah Cameron making a funny face. Josiah Cameron. And uh, we have many animals around the house as well. This is Visna. Visna is one of the leaders at New Life. You may have seen him on some of the worship videos before. Visna, do you have anything you want to say tonight? Visna, I'll interpret for you. Yes. He said it's been a great privilege being with you the last several days. What God is doing here is very special and he's looking forward to the next many years of significant growth and multiplication in the name of Jesus. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 20 through 21. Talks about different vessels in the house of God. The vessels in the house of God are not just for decoration. They're, they're, they're vessels to be used. That's us. We are God's vessels. And it talks about different quality of vessels here. We all have value in God's sight. We all have equal value in God's Amen. But there are different levels of God using our lives. God wants to use your life. God has a plan for your life. Tell the person next to you, God wants to use your life. How many people here have responded to that call of God and said, God, yes, please use me? Yeah, yeah I, I think all of us here, that, that's what we've said. Said, God, yes, use me. I want to be a vessel for your glory. Yeah. My, my life is to serve you however you want me to serve you. That's our lives. 
And so as we say God please use me. God answers back. He says are you sure? <laughs> Because it might be a little bit different than what you expect. Quick question. Who's smarter? Us or God? So if it's a bit if God uses us a bit different than we expected, that's okay. He's the smarter one in these situations. Is that right? Remind the person next to you, don't forget God's smarter. Sometimes we get it wrong, don't we? Sometimes we say, you know, we, we've heard many times God has a wonderful plan for your life. Sometimes we get it backwards and we say, God, I have a, no, I have a wonderful plan that I need you to support. ក្រុមរោងដល់ល្អមិនតែដើម្បីអាប្រងកំត្រទូបង្គំយ៉ាងដល់ and then as he, as he begins to use us, we say, God, use me even more than before. And he says, are you sure? Yes, Lord, I trust you. So he to do a deep work inside of our lives so that we can be used even more for his glory. In Isaiah chapter 64 it says that God is our Father. And it says that the way that God relates to us is the same way that a potter relates to the clay. And so as we say God use me, we need to understand how God relates to us like a potter relating to the clay. When we say God, I want you to use my life, this is what God will begin to do. First of all, God the Potter, He finds us. Just clay. Just simple, normal clay. If you walked in today, we walked on some clay and we walked past some clay. There's clay everywhere. We didn't, we didn't walk down the street and say, oh, look, clay. It's just clay. And so many of us, before we knew the Lord, that's what our lives were like. Just simple, normal, like clay. But you know what? One day God found us. The potter. He didn't just see normal clay. Other people just saw clay. 
But God said, no, 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 that can become a, an amazing vessel. Other people may look at us and say, oh, no great future, no, no hope, no destiny. But God says, no, 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 great future, great potential, great destiny. Do you remember the day that you realized that God chose you? you remember that time, that day? God would choose me? You know, we sang the song tonight, I believe in you, God. But you know what? We believe in God because He believes in us. Right? He said, I, I believe in your potential. I believe you can have a great future and a great destiny. Do you remember when you realized that in your life? I have potential, God? My life is just like clay has value and meaning and purpose. You want to choose me to shape me into a great vessel that you can use? What an honor. What a, what a privilege to know that God has chosen us. How many of you here know that God has chosen you? What an honor, what a privilege. And you know, when, when, when we recognize that all the feelings of worthlessness and failure and fear begin to break off of our lives. We begin to realize I have value because God chose me. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Wow, what an honor that God has chosen us. So the potter picks up the clay. We are in his hand. He says that we have meaning and purpose and value. He says, I'm going to shape you into be a great vessel that will shine my glory. We feel so honored and privileged. The potter takes the clay. And suddenly he puts the clay into some water. All the way underwater. Have you ever almost drowned before? <laughs> How did that feel? <laughs> I can't breathe under here. <laughs> I need oxygen. God takes this clay. The potter takes the clay. And he puts it all the way under the water. Because in that clay, there's a lot of small rocks and plants and wood. The, the clay has potential, but it can't become a vessel yet. So the potter puts the clay under the water. 
And this is a process that God does in all of our lives. After we recognize that he's chosen us. He puts us under the water and begins to get all the garbage out of our lives. It's a difficult process because we feel like we're drowning during that time. All the sin in our lives, bad habits in our lives, wrong mindset, negative attitudes, God is getting all of that out. It's a difficult process. Because we think, I didn't know this was going to happen. Uh, you told me you're going to make me into a vessel. Now I feel like I'm drowning. He's breaking off those bad habits. He's breaking off those mindsets and attitudes. How many of you ex- have experienced God working deep inside your heart to change some of your character, to change some of your habits. You know what? When God is getting all of that garbage out of you, God is doing it, but He's also using other people. He's using other people to say, hey, you need to change this, and this is wrong, and this is not right, and you need to change this and change that. And sometimes we say, well, if God tells me directly, I'll change. But if he uses someone else, I don't want to listen to them. But God will use other people to get all the garbage out of your life. But during this process, when you feel like you're drowning and God's getting all the terrible things, negative things out of our lives, I want to remind you that God's hand is never taken off of you. The hand of the potter is always on the clay. And he knows how long you can stay under the water. He's not going to let you drown. He's not going to kill you. He's working on the inside of you. And you need to allow him to work on the inside of you so you can quickly come out of the water. But his hand is never going to be removed from you. That's good news, isn't it? Can we just give a big hand to God this evening? Thank you, God, that He never removes His hand from us. Amen. Sometimes we fight and yeah. and uh, but 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 God is patient. And He's working on the inside of us. Amen. And when we feel like we can't breathe anymore, the last second of breath, God takes us out of the water. And all the garbage is gone. 
can finally breathe again. Everyone take a big breath. That was difficult. I do feel cleaner than before. Feel better than before. And God takes you and he puts you on the potter's wheel. And the, the potter's wheel is where he begins to spin you around so that you can have shape. So as he puts you on the potter's wheel and he spins it a couple times. And you start to think, this is where God is going to shape me into some amazing vessel. And I passed the hard test, but this is going to be great. And we start to get excited. This is going to be great. God's going to shape me into something amazing. And then all of a sudden we feel something poking in our side. And it's not tickling, it's poking in our side. Poke the person next to you for just a little bit. Not too hard, but a little bit. The clay is on the wheel. And all of a sudden, the potter begins to put his finger deep inside the clay. And it's not comfortable. It's painful. And it's God doing this to us. God, why are you doing this to me? I don't like that. Stop it. Why is God doing that? Because in that clay, there's a lot of air bubbles. And if he made it into a vessel at that time, it would have cracks and holes in the vessel. And so he has to put his finger in and get all the air bubbles out. In Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 it talks about two words. It says everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. Two words. Or what hinders us and sin. These two things are different. We, we know what sin is. Lying. Lusting. Jealousy. Gossip. Bitterness towards others. We, we understand all that. That's sin. That, that, that's clear. But there's also the things that hinder us, or in Khmer it says that are a burden to us. It's not a sin. The things that hinder us here, they're not sin. There's not a verse in the Bible that says you must not do this. But there are things that God sees in your life that will hinder you from becoming this great vessel that God wants you to be. There's things in our lives that are not sin, but God says, you 
shouldn't do this, or you can't do this, or you need to stop doing this because it will hinder what he wants to do through your life. Let me push the pause button here for a second. Let me talk to those of you that are, are leaders here. As you desire to allow God to let you be a leader in one area. We have two parts of our lives. We have our rights and our responsibilities. A leader is someone who has increased responsibility. If you were to make a triangle, Put your responsibilities vertically and put your rights below. As increase in responsibility, your rights become less. The Apostle Paul talked about this. The Apostle Paul said, there's some things that I'm not going to do because I'm afraid it will cause other people to stumble. I have freedom and the right to, I I can do it if I want. But I'm going to give up my right because I'm a leader and I have a lot of influence and I don't want other people to stumble because of me using my rights. The life of a Christian leader is increased responsibility but giving up many of the rights that we have as a Christian. So the hindrances in our lives. The potter putting his finger and getting that air out. It may be things in our lives that we don't think it's a big problem. But God says, son, I think you're spending too much time playing on Facebook. I need you to cut down on some of the time you're spending on Facebook. God, that's not a sin. Yeah, but for this next season, I want to do something deeper in you. And so I'm asking you to cut down on it so that I can make you into even a greater vessel. This is why we spend time in prayer and fasting. It's not a law that we have to do that. I'm going to give up some things so that God can do even a deeper work inside of me. There's there's been times in my life where the Lord said, Jesse, I want you to stop reading the newspaper for six months. Because you keep getting up and you're reading the newspaper more than you're spending time in my word. 
And I asked God, is it a sin to read the newspaper? No, it's not sin. But it might be a hindrance. Tell the person next to you, God's putting his finger in your life to get the hindrances out. So the potter puts his finger getting all the air bubbles out of our life. It's uncomfortable. Sometimes we want to tell God, stop it, God. Stop it. But allow him to get all those hindrances out of our lives. Amen. Amen. And then finally when he's done with that process, he begins to spin us around on the wheel. We begin to have we begin to have find our shape. And we begin to discover what our spiritual gifts are. We begin to realize what the specific things that God has called us to do are. Everybody here has different spiritual gifts. Don't compare yourself with others. Everybody has a unique spiritual gift. And has specific things that God has called you to do. And so the potter shapes the vessel. We begin to realize this is my gifting, this is my calling. And it's an exciting time. Because we say, now I see how God's going to use me. Wow, it's exciting. I've been waiting a long time. And so he begins to lift up the vessel that he's created. And we say, this is it. The whole world is going to see this gifting that God has put in me. And this is the time that God is lifting me up. So he lifts us up off of the potter's wheel. We're excited. We know who we are and what we have to serve the world. And he puts the pot on a shelf. Keeps it on the shelf. And he walks away. Because the pot is still wet, it hasn't dried yet. It can't be used yet. And we're over here on the shelf. Hey, God, come back. This was my moment. This is my time to be exposed to the world. God says, no, you need to wait a little while. Tell the person, you need to wait a little while. Tell the person next to you, you need to wait a little while. This is a difficult process. Because we see what we have to serve God. And we think that God doesn't see. He sees, he's the one who put that in us. But this is the time when God wants us to learn how to trust Him. He wants us to learn how to trust His timing. 
We're in a hurry oftentimes, aren't we? Here's some news for you. God's not in as much of a hurry as we are sometimes. That says, if I can get this person to trust me, completely trust me, I can do a work quickly through him. But I'll let him stay there, let him or her stay there on the shelf for a little while. Teach them to trust me. Trust my timing. And then when they're dry, we'll take them off the shelf. How many people know it's good to learn how to trust God? Abraham waited 25 years for his son. He had to learn to trust God. God, you said you're going to use me. I've been waiting a long time. Why hasn't that vision been fulfilled yet? It's okay. Just trust me. Amen. Amen. And finally, God takes the vessel off the shelf. We've learned to wait on God, to trust Him. He takes us off the shelf. And He puts the vessel into the fire. And you know, for the rest of our lives, as we learn to serve God, there's going to be different fires that we'll have to go through. This is from the time that we begin to serve God all the way till the end of our lives. Because God is always improving this vessel. And, and he always wants to make this vessel greater and able to be used even more. Here's a few vessels that God, or here's a few fires that, that God will allow us to go through. First of all, there's the fire of temptation. For the rest of our lives, we will meet different types of temptation. How many people know that in this, in this day and age, in this, in this time in life, there's, there's temptations out there? Is that right? And you know, as, as, as someone that wants to be used by God, this is a fire that we have to go through. What are we going to do when we face different types of temptation? How do we, how do we resist that temptation? How do we stand strong during times of temptation? It's the fire of temptation. The second fire is the, the fire of the, the trial of our faith. The trial of our faith. Everyone say trial of my faith. The trial of your faith means when your faith is tested. Means when you have faith 
for something often something that God has promised you faith for a vision that God has given you but it's not happening yet why isn't it happening sometimes it almost seems like the vision has died but God promised me that he would fulfill that vision. Abraham took his son, the vision that God had given him. God said, take him to the top of the mountain and kill him. But this is the promise that you gave me and now the promise is going to die. Hebrews chapter 11 says that Abraham believed that even if his son died, God would raise him back to life. It's the trial of our faith. I want to challenge you this evening. Don't throw away your faith. Keep on going. Keep moving forward. Those things that God has promised you. He's faithful to fulfill those promises. The vision that He has given you. It will come to completion. Keep your faith alive. Pass the trial of your faith. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Another fire that the, the, the vessel is put into is, is the fire of spiritual warfare. As we say, God, I want you to use me. My life is a vessel for you. There's going to be some spiritual warfare. You need to learn how to stand strong in the authority that Christ has given you. So when a little devil comes to bother you while you're sleeping, and a little you know, devil comes to try to discourage you. You can't just get discouraged every time. Run away every time. You have to know who you are in Christ. You have to know the authority that you have in the name of Jesus. James chapter 4 verse 7 says, Resist the enemy, he will flee from you. He'll run from you. Amen. Amen. Resist the devil. Don't run away from him. He may try to intimidate you. But if you know who you are in Christ, you can resist him. He will flee. It's the fire of spiritual warfare. Another fire that we have to go through. It's the fire of persecution. How many people have had someone persecute you because of your faith? Yeah. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12 says that if you desire to live a godly life, 
you will be persecuted if you want to live a compromising life you will not be persecuted so this is a question I always ask my church in Phnom Penh when was the last time you were persecuted have you been persecuted recently if someone says no I've almost never been persecuted I've never had anybody laugh at me for being a Christian or laugh at me for trying to live a godly life I've never had anybody put any kind of pressure on me to sin then my question would be are you living a godly life or are you just compromising with everybody that wants you to compromise but it's true but if we want to live a godly life there's going to be some people that say oh you don't have to be so holy oh you don't have to be so committed it's okay Oh, look at these guys all day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, just that church. Don't have any fun with us out there. No, I'm living a godly life. I choose to live for God. I'm not living for all those other things. I'm living for God. Amen. Amen. The fire of persecution. There's the fire of physical sickness. Physical sickness comes upon our bodies. Psalms 103 says this. Praise the Lord, all my soul. Don't forget any of His benefits. He forgives our sins. He heals all of our diseases. Sometimes there's physical sickness that comes upon us. Keep your eyes on His promises. Keep your eyes on the cross. By His stripes, you are healed. Keep your eyes on His healing for you. Don't let sickness discourage you. Don't let sickness hinder you. Keep your eyes on the healer. Amen. Amen. And finally, there's the fire of problems and trials and tribulations in life. Jesus never promised that we would never meet any problems in life. We'll have different challenges and different problems. 
when we meet those challenges and problems, we're not going to get discouraged. We're not going to fall into hopelessness. We're going to know that greater is He that is in me than He that's in the world. And there's problems out there. But He's overcome those problems. Amen. Amen. These are the fires that we have to go to to become a vessel that can shine His glory. So question this evening. What's God doing in your life? What's the potter doing in your life? Some of you maybe have just realized that, wow, God has chosen me and my life has value and all of that. Fear and failure and shame is breaking off of your life. That's awesome. That is so great. There's some of you here that you feel like you're underwater and God is getting all this stuff out of your life. There's some of you that God is changing your mindsets, changing your attitudes, changing your habits. That's okay. Let him do that. His hand is upon you. There's others that you feel like God is poking you and getting all the air out of you. And you might say, God is not fair. Yeah, why do they get to do it and I can't do it? God says, I have a great plan for you. I want to get all those hindrances out. There's others that maybe you feel like you're sitting on the shelf. And maybe you're serving God and you're doing things. But you feel like, oh God, but that vision you gave me is so much bigger. And I have so much more to offer. Why are you using me more, God? It's okay. Just, just learn to trust me. Then there's others that God is allowing us to go through these different fires. Making us stronger as we go through. To learn His victory. His promises. His power. To realize that we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. How many people here would say God's doing something in your life? Amen. Amen. What if we just responded to God the potter this evening? Is that okay? Let's just stand up this evening. Would you just raise your hands to God this evening? When we raise our hands, it's a sign that we surrender to Him. Surrender to the potter. 
Just right now, where you're at right now. Just begin to talk to God. God, I surrender to what you're doing in my life. God, if you're teaching me to trust you and wait for you, I surrender. God, if you're getting all that garbage out of my life, I surrender. If I'm going through one of those fires, God, I surrender and allow you to teach me to be strong. Just lift up your voice right now. Talk to God. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been inspired and challenged. To find out more about ICF, visit our website. Or find us on SoundCloud or Facebook. We don't want to end without giving you the opportunity to ask Jesus into your life. This will be the greatest decision you will ever make. You can say these words after me. Jesus, I want to know you. Forgive me all my sins. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Thank you that you love me no matter what. I want to follow you. Prayer, God bless you.